Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager. Podcast episode number 397. It's a solo podcast again. I got my college basketball and NBA picks for February 27th, 28th, and 29th. It's a leap year, and also Sunday, March 1st. We'll take a quick look at the NL Central as well. I'll give you a little preview for that. And remember, you can contact the coach with any comments and questions at Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at our handle, at Talk Gambling. Remember, all the free picks from the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast guys are available at the website, www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. When you're there, click on the Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Code Blood Red. And uh, buy yourself something nice. And a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. And speaking of my book, Code Blood Red, there's two others, Fourth and Dead and Squeeze Play. You get them directly from the publisher, thewordverve.com. If you're an Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you can download it to your favorite electronic reading device. And as always, these picks are absolutely free. They always will be free. And if you don't know, maybe make a wager. You're going to do it online. I suggest using MyBookieAG. Use that promo code DARTH at checkout, D-A-R-T-H. You get a sign-up bonus when you do that. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. And now on to the quiz. Ooh, this is, this is going to be a tough one. Despite this person being a first-round pick, this will be a tough one because he only played two years in the NFL. A first-round pick, number 16 overall in the 1987 draft by the Miami Dolphins. He went to college at Boston College. He went to Keene High School in New Hampshire. He's a New Hampshire native. Six foot four, 270 pound. He's now 56 years old, born January 10th, 1964. He's a defensive end, number 97. He married the sister, Larry got divorced, of former Dolphin teammate Eric Kumaro. He is one of two families to be drafted in the first round and then have his two sons. Also drafted in the first round. The other uh, father with two sons drafted in the, in the first round is Archie Manning, Peyton and Eli. His sons were obviously drafted recently. One by the 49ers and one by the San Diego Chargers, who also wear his number, 97. All wore the same number. That is the patriarch of the Bosa family, John Bosa. So I thought that was a good one. That's a good, that's a good quiz. You got the, anytime you get Eli Manning involved and you're a Giants fan, you got to like it because he's retired. All right. The, the picks. Oh my gosh. I hope, I hope you were tailing my picks and not fading them <laughs> over this past weekend as the picks were very good. Uh, I went undefeated on the podcast picks. I only got one wrong in my live betting as well. It was a it was a really hot weekend for the coach. Let's see if we can keep it going here. Monday and Tuesday didn't go so well for me. I think I'm one in, I'm two and three or two and four to start the week. I'm recording this on a Wednesday night, and we'll start off with the NBA. Our first segment will be NBA. The NBA has been been kind of kind of good for me. Everything was kind of good for me over the weekend. Uh, I, I was snake bit with my best bet on Monday, taking the Miami Heat minus 
I think it was six and a half or seven points, and it looked like a really solid bet as they're up 19 points going into fourth quarter. And then the and then the wheels fell off in that fourth quarter. I don't even think they got double-digit points as a team in the fourth quarter. End up losing in overtime. I thought maybe when it went into overtime, I could get a backdoor cover and get lucky, but not, not so lucky. So start off NBA on Thursday night. I'm going Knicks at 76ers. And I like the under. I think it's going to be about 2-4. I think it's the, the actual number where it goes under is going to be about 214. It might get listed about 218. The Knicks struggle offensively, and the Sixers are good on defense, and the defense improves while they're at home. The Knicks will not get this sneaky offensive rebound points as the 76ers are number two in the NBA in defensive rebounding. The Knicks are number one in offensive rebounding, but that's kind of because they miss a lot of shots and there's a lot of opportunities. This game looks like an under as the Knicks might be trying different combinations of players while the 76ers try to get their train rolling here in the second half of the season. Not even really the second half of the season. It's like the last quarter of the season after the All-Star break for NBA. But I like the under in this one. I think the number will come in about 218. My buy point is 214. I would go as low as 214. Under. Knicks, 76ers on Thursday. I like that one. My next one is a Friday night game. And I'm going back to the well. I'm going back to the Heat. I like the Heat. I think the Heat. They're playing. They're, the Mavs are playing the Heat, and I think the the Heat might be getting a point in two in this one. And I like the Heat. Uh, they've covered or pushed ten of the last eleven. Uh, I didn't count that Cleveland game, so now it's really twelve. Uh, both these teams are polished on the offensive side of the ball. Miami's stronger on the defensive side, however. Uh, number two, defending the arc. I like that. Uh, but they will give it up in the lane. And Rick, you know, Rick Carlisle team always defend well. And they're pretty good behind the arc too. But this is not one of his best defensive teams. Dallas is weak on the defensive glass. And, but, you know, Miami's not that big an offensive rebounding team anyway. They're more of a transit get back and transition team. I like the Heat at home, most likely uh, only given, giving one or two points. They might even be catching a point in this one. Uh, the under might also be a decent play, and that will probably be about 215. I will lean at the under, but I like the Heat uh, laying a point or two in this one. Saturday, my best bet is going to be Lakers at Grizzly, at the Grizzlies. Uh, I'm going to bet the under of 225. Uh, I think the the number uh, – might if it gets as low as 223, I'd, I'd still go with it. Uh, the Lakers, Lakers are really getting it done on offense, except from behind the arc. And the Grizzlies' offense is okay, but they don't cash in on easy scoring opportunities. They make life hard on themselves, uh, the, those Grizzlies. The Lakers will hopefully be motivated um, out of this game. This is the first game of a back-to-back uh, road games for the Lakers. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the under. Um, maybe uh, you know Lakers just do enough to win the game, and, and that under comes in. So my... My buy point is 223. I think it's going to come in around 225. Sunday. I got two games on Sunday in the NBA. One I like, one I lean. I'll, I'll go with the lean first. I'm going to lean with the Bucks at the Hornets. It's a 1 o'clock game. And I like the Bucks up to minus 15 points. The Hornets uh, have covered five of the last seven versus the Bucks. The spread has been double digits in the last four. 
I'm sorry, not the Hornets. The Bucks have sp- covered five of the last seven. Uh, the two, the the ones that the the Bucks didn't cover, they still won by double digits, and they only missed by one or two points. The Hornets can def- can't defend the lane. They're 29th in the league, and the Bucks are one of the best in the league scoring in the lane. The Hornets are awful scoring in the lane, 21st in the league, and guess what? The Bucks are pretty good at stopping teams in the lane. There's a total mismatch. Uh, the Hornets have no motivation to win. Uh, similar to the Knicks, they're going to be playing guys to see what they got. Uh, I'm going to lean the Bucks up to minus 15. I think the number might be more around 12 and a half, 13 though. But I like the Bucks up to 15 points. My like is the Mavs on Sunday. The Mavs at the T-Wolves. I think the Mavs will be laying six points. Uh, it might get up to seven. Uh, but... You know, earlier in the year, it was five. The spread in this one, uh, you know, I spoke, it's, it really depends on the motivation of the T-Wolves. And so, but I would, I would like it around six. You might get less, hopefully. Uh, Dallas, efficient on offense. Uh, Minnesota's defense is not that good. They're not stopping much of anything, especially behind the three-point line. The T Wolves are also pretty poor on offense, and now they face Rick Carlisle again. Not the best defensive team he's had, but still top ten uh, defending most shooting categories in the NBA. So you know a down year for the Mavs defense and a Rick Carlisle coach team, but it's still top ten in the league. So I like the Mavs at minus six. I would even go to high as high as minus seven in that one. So there we go, NBA picks for February twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and. We enter the month of March, and this is a good time to take a break before we do our college picks. Please be sure to visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com and get all the free picks from the podcast guys, NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA, even Major League Baseball. They're all free at www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. Click on the Amazon banner at it looks like my book squeeze play and it takes you right to Amazon. You buy yourself something nice with all those winnings we've been giving you with the picks. And a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. Again, visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. And we're back for some college hoops. And I got quite a few games for you for you in this podcast. I'm going to start off Thursday. I got two Thursday games, and I like both. I like St. Mary's at Santa Clara, and I like the under- Probably not coming around 140. My buy point is about 137. I'll go as low as that. Uh, I like the under. Santa Clara was looking like a solid team, possible NCAA berth entering the, entering February. They were 18 and six. You know, two of those lo- six losses were to Gonzaga. So you know, looking all right. Then they lose five in a row in February. <laughs> now they're at five and nine in conference. They're going to need to pull off a miracle in the WCC tournament uh, to get to the dance. Uh, they are a very good team on the offensive side of the ball, ranked 53 in shooting efficiency. They're 35th in overall shooting percentage, 67th ranked from three. And St. Mary's plays a very methodical pace. They're going to shoot with less five seconds or less on the shot clock. They're the, they're the reverse of the of ironically the Phoenix Suns, the eight second or less team. They're five seconds or less left on the shot clock. That is the old Steve Nash College team here. They are no rush on offense. Uh, they are the second-ranked team in three-point percentage, 12th in shooting efficiency. 
You know, this is bad news for Santa Clara. They're 265th in stopping teams from behind the arc. And, you know, St. Mary's is not much better at 151st. And St. Mary's 194th overall in shooting efficiency defense. So why, why are you taking the under coach? Um, <laughs> because I think Santa Clara's going to need to be big on the boards to be within striking distance. So I don't think second chance points are going to be happening. Uh, Santa Clara uh, will not be a double-digit dog against St. Mary's for the first time since 2014. I like the under of 140, though, uh, as low as 170, 137, because even though both teams are, are really good on offense and not so great on defense, the pace of play in this game is going to keep this score low. Uh, and this might be a possible look-ahead game for St. Mary's because they have Gonzaga on Saturday. So I like the under uh, at 140, buy it as low as 137. My other Thursday game, that one, the last one was at 10 o'clock. This one's at 11. So let's see if you're staying up late on Thursday to watch these on the East Coast. Oregon State at Oregon. Uh, the Beavers have won and covered four of the last five matchups. And Beavers are Oregon State, in case you didn't know. Uh, Oregon State, not exactly known for their outside shooting. And Oregon is one of the best outside shooting teams uh, in the nation. Uh, shooting efficiency for both teams is around is around 50th ranked for both. So they're pretty effective at, at shooting the ball, but they just do it in different ways. Oregon State's more in the lane, uh, more mid-range stuff. Oregon from behind the arc. And so that just goes to show you there's more way to <laughs> – more than one way to skin a cat when it comes to basketball, which is kind of a gross thing. I don't know why people skin cats. That's kind of weird. Uh, this isn't exactly the Civil War in football, but it is a rivalry. Uh, I think the Beavers will keep it close. I'm going to take the points, despite the Beavers losing nine of their last 12 games. I like Oregon State probably getting about 10 points in this one. Give me Oregon State. The Beavers. Friday. I had two games on Friday. One I like, one's a best bet. And... My like is Davidson at Dayton. And I haven't talked about Dayton in a while. Uh, this line might be close to double digits with Davidson visiting Dayton. Uh, the Flyers are legit. Spoke about this in January. Uh, you know, But 10 might be too many points to give Davidson. Uh, Davidson might be catching double digits in this. The last five matchups between these two teams, the largest margin either team has won by is seven. Uh, Davidson is the number tw 25 shooting team uh, in the nation from three. And Day Dayton's weakness on defense is defending the three-point line. They're 194th in the country doing that. Davidson is weak on defense and will have its hands full against Dayton and, uh, and Obi Topin. Uh, but, you know, they're not going to get beat on the boards and they'll take care of the ball. I like Davidson getting 10 points. I will go as low as eight and a half. Give me Davidson in that one. That's a like. My best bet. It's not exactly the Apple Cup, but it's Washington State at Washington. This is in basketball. And I think Washington uh, might be might be getting up to 10 points, uh, might be laying up to 10 points in this one. And I would lay up to 12. Uh, Washington State won over Washington on February 9th, the first time since 2017. It's not going to happen again. Washington's defense is very good. The Cougars' offense is one of the worst in the NCAA. The Huskies' offense is not anything special, but the Cougars' defense is almost as bad as their offense. Uh, Washington State will have to dominate the boards and, and turn Washington over to keep this game close. Um, 
And I don't think that's going to happen. Washington will not get burned twice in the same year. Best bet, Washington, minus 10. I'll take them up to minus 12. Saturday, I have a lean and two likes on Saturday. And I'll, I'll go with my lean first. My lean is Kentucky, laying about eight, eight points. They've, they've quietly gone under the radar this season. Only two losses since New Year's at South Carolina by three and lost at Auburn by nine. And they're playing Auburn on Saturday. Auburn at Kentucky. Auburn has lost uh, its last three. They've struggled offensively by their standards in those three games that they've lost. What Auburn lacks on three-point shooting, they make up for by getting to the foul line. They're the best in the country at getting to the foul line. Unfortunately, they only shoot 67% from the line. Kentucky, 17th in the country getting to the foul line. And they are great from the charity stripe, 79%. They're better from three than Auburn, and they're really good at forcing tough contested, contested shots by their opponents. This is a tough game for Auburn, who's in an offensive funk. Now they're going, in, they're going to Kentucky. I, I know there's a premium when you, when you take Kentucky. You know The spread should probably be five and a half or six. You're probably going to be laying seven or eight in this one. Take Kentucky minus the eight. My like, Miami at Georgia Tech. And I like Miami getting four and a half points. Uh, it should be Georgia Tech by seven. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be that high. Conference play has been a struggle for both these teams. I, I just I, I don't understand my power ratings right now. I'm going to have to take a, a, a better look at them here. There might be something wrong. Um, I, I can't see how Georgia Tech is rated better than Miami. Georgia Tech is a little bit stronger on the defensive side of the ball, but it's not that significant of a, a, a difference. Uh, neither team rebounds worth a damn. Uh, you, you throw in how sloppy Tech is with the basketball. Uh, I think Miami, you know, even though they're catching four and a half points, might win this game outright on the road at Georgia Tech. Um, my other like on Saturday, 10 o'clock at night, I like UCLA. I think they'll be getting five points at home. Arizona's lost two straight to UCLA, and it hasn't been close. The difference in this game is defensive toughness. And I use that term loosely because we're talking about Pac-12 basketball and UCLA. But they play defense a little bit tougher than the rest. Uh, they force tough shots. They beat zone on the boards. They turn zone over. The, Pru the Bruins uh, will probably be getting, you know, six and a half points. I will go as low as five in this one. Give me the Bruins getting five points on Saturday against Arizona. Sunday, we got two games. Uh, I, oh, no, I have three games on Sunday. Uh, two leans and a like. I'll start off with my leans. 12 o'clock, Creighton is at St. John's. I like Creighton minus five. Uh, Creighton's just rolling right now, just a solid offensive team. Their defense is average, but their ability to finish off the defensive play with the rebound is pretty good. Uh, the Johnnies, uh, they're the polar opposite. You know, they're 255th in the in the nation in defensive rebounding. Uh, they're, and, and the Johnnies are a venture on offense. Uh, Creighton's really clicking. Uh, Johnny's defensive stats were, were better earlier in the year. They've regressed significantly uh, on defense since mid-January. I'm leaning Creighton minus five on Sunday. My other lean is a four o'clock game, and that's Michigan at Ohio State. I like Ohio State laying the four points. Uh, two teams that had swoons a few weeks ago, but they've been playing really well since. Michigan has won seven of their last eight. Ohio State, six of their last eight. Very evenly matched teams. 
Uh, Ohio State's offensive numbers go up significantly at home. They shoot 41% from three at home, only 37 overall in the season, so it's really higher at home. Their effective field goal percentage uh, at home is 57% uh, compared to 52 on the year. Ohio State, if they could take care of the ball, I think they'll win comfortably versus Michigan. Give me Michigan, minus four. I'm giving me Ohio State, minus four against Michigan. My like, I like Xavier at Georgetown. Um, Xavier and Georgetown, uh, you know, both teams are below average on the offensive side of the ball, but decent on defense. Uh, the number is going to be way too high uh, for each of these teams. Uh the over/under numbers probably not, the total will probably be about 144. I like it as low as 140. The the under has been a solid pick for both these teams in Big East play. Xavier is the under has hit uh, in nine of their 14 games or nine four and one against the under. And St. John is nine uh, five and one uh, for nine five nine and five with the under. So I like the under in Xavier at Georgetown. And this is a good time to take a break before we take a look at the NL Central in Major League Baseball. Thanks to our show supporter, MyBookieAG. Everybody listens to the show to find out who to bet on. Where you bet is just as important. Go to www.MyBookieAG. They have live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and a mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Just visit MyBookieAG. That is M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Use the Gambling Chalk Talk podcast promo code DARTH, D-A-R-T-H, to activate this offer. Be like the Chalk Talk sports guys and major in a wager. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. And we're back for some Major League Baseball action, and I don't have a leaner alike in this division at all. I think this division is wide open. And a lot of these teams seem to be taking chances. There's not a single team uh, with uh, their win total above 87 and a half. That, that tells you all you need to know about the balance in this division. And uh, lead off with the Cubs. The Cubs, they're over, uh, their to- win total is 84 and a half. Uh, they got a good offensive lineup with Contreras, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Hayward, Hap. Uh, Kyle Hendricks is now their ace. That's a, that's a long way from the prime of uh, – Jake Arrieta and John Lester, and John Lester is now their four. You Darvish, is he going to be able to take the ball every five days anymore? He hasn't been able to do that. I I like the pickup of uh, Jeremy Jeffress. Uh, he's kind of a good insurance policy in case uh, Keg Krimble implodes a little bit. He had some issues last year. Uh, you know, the Cubs were a team I was eyeing for my live betting to bet against the bullpen uh, with him at the end of last year. So 84.5, that's just a stay away. Uh, again, this, this division is wide open. Cardinals, 87.5. They have the highest win total uh, of the NL Central teams. Adam Wainwright, Carlos Martinez are their four and five starters. That's either a good sign about their one, two, or three pitchers, or it's a sign of how far those two have fallen as starting pitchers. The bullpen has Giovanni Galigos and Andrew Miller. On the back end, that's pretty good. Uh, their offense isn't the best in the central, but has enough hitters to carry them in those dog days of summers. You know, uh, they could have a nice bullpen pickup 
around the All-Star break. Uh, Jordan Hicks, a hard-throwing reliever, started his throwing program after Tommy John surgery back in January, I think on the 6th of January. And uh, he might be back by the All-Star break, and that's better than any trade they can make for a relief pitcher, and it's not going to cost them anything either. So that might be a good pickup for that Cardinals team. The Brewers, the Brew Crew. And I know the Brewers fans, they didn't like me too much last year because I picked against them. I'm, I'm kind of indifferent against them this year. Uh, the Brewers always make these under-the-radar pickups that just turn to gold. I, I think Eric Sogard and Justin Smoke uh, are going to be great in that lineup with Christian Yelich. Uh, you got Kane and Braun. I think they're going to just fit in perfectly there. The pitching always kind of looks shaky for the Brewers, but they get the best out of everyone. And uh, Josh Hader's fantastic at closing games. 83.5, that number might be a little low. That was the closest I came to, to taking it over. I, w I was thinking about leaning over with the Brewers, but I just stayed away. The Pirates, 69 and a half. They won 69 games last year. Uh, they appear to be the weakest team in the division when you look on paper as well. Joe Musgrove, he's going to need to pitch like the guy with all that potential that he had in Houston for them to even come close to being a 500 team. Their lineup looks, looks like it has a a lot of holes in it, a lot of easy outs. I think it could be a long year in Pittsburgh, especially if this division is balanced as it looks. Uh, pretty good offenses. Uh, I'm not really high on the Pirates pitching or their bullpen situation. Could be a long year for the Pirates. The Reds, last one. This is another one like the Brewers. I was, I, I might have leaned to the over on this one. This is my sleeper team from last year, and they, their bullpen did them dirty. Uh, they're over, they're, their win total is 84.5. Luis Castillo, a very good pitcher. Sonny Gray, better environment in Cincy than, than in New York. Trevor Power, uh, Trevor Bauer. I sound like Power, but I said Bauer. Um, he, you know, can he not F it up? He's got a ton of talent. Can he not screw this up? They got Wade Miley. He's a good back end of the rotation guy. The bullpen's got to improve. I mean, can it really get worse <laughs> in the lineup? You got Suarez, Vado, and Moose. Uh, it's a pretty good offensive lineup. You know, the the Reds and the Brewers are are, are the up and comers in that division. And I just I'm just not too sold on the Cardinals or the Cubs here. So that might be a surprise division for you in Major League Baseball. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, please be sure to visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. We got Major League Baseball page. We got NBA and college basketball page. Uh, those are up for you. Dar's got his NHL page. The picks are always free. Click on my my Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Code Blood Red. Buy yourself something nice. A little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show. No additional cost to you. And when you're looking at those picks, if you don't make any wagers online, go to MyBookieAG. Use that promo code DARTH at checkout. You get a little bit of a sign-up bonus when you do that. And, uh, you know, my books, Code Blood Red, Fourth and Dead Squeeze Play. Get them from my publisher, thewordverb.com or... Download to your favorite electronic reading device. Uh, and uh, as always, have a great end to your work week, and may the picks be with you.